Hello, everyone, and welcome to our podcast series where we focus on actors and interests that work and uh, make things happen in the creative and cultural industries globally. Today, I'll be interviewing, uh, having a great chat with Jamila Lodge. She is uh, the Director of Communications and Development for the Bermuda Economic Development Corporation. And it's really great to have Jamila on board with us today. Jamila. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm thrilled to be able to join you. Great, it's really great having you on board. So can you start by telling us a little bit about you? Okay, sure. So as you have correctly said, I am the Director of Communication and Development at Bermuda Economic Development Corporation, or BEDC for short. And I swear, I feel like I'm a piece of furniture now because I have been with that organization now for I think it's been 13 years. Mm. Um, and I started off as a business development officer for the organization. And my primary focus at the time was to, to support entrepreneurs. So anyone who had an idea about starting a business will come to us first and we pro will provide them with free advice and guidance as it relates to how they would start their business in Bermuda. Since that time, I have grown with the organization and um, my most recent role as Director of Communication. I don't get to spend as much time interacting with clients one-on-one, -on -one, but because I'm responsible for the communication for the organization, people see me, you know, we have a radio show, that's how we met. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, I still uh, get a chance to work with entrepreneurs, just maybe in a different capacity now. Okay. That's great. That's good. And um, in this context, I know you don't work with entrepreneurs per se, mm -hmm. but are there any in the creatives that work in the creative sphere that you know about? Yeah, sure. So when we when I say support entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, the, the definition is broad, right? It is. It doesn't matter what you're going to be doing. Right. Um, and so when it comes to working with creatives, I would consider those people who are makers. We call them makers, right? Correct. They design jewelry. They they make art. Uh, they they produce music. You know, they sing. So all of these are people who we would consider either self-employed or solopreneurs, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and we do support them. So they would come to us for advice and guidance. They would come to us for financial support. You know, we've supported uh, authors who wanted to publish their first book. So they would come to us and we would support them in that way. That's amazing. Artists who may want to do a show or something like that and need financial support in that way. So we definitely, I feel that we have a direct connection to those who are in that type of artistic industry and creative industry, but we don't discriminate at BEDC. <laughs> which is great, which is good. I'm glad you mentioned authors and those who are involved in the music industry because this yeah. is, you know, because this also brings to mind what the creative and cultural industries is about. Mm -hmm. And I know that the BEDC also started or is working on initiatives mm -hmm. uh, promoting not just these types of creators, but others as well. Do you want to talk or give an overview uh, about the different types of initiatives that the BEDC is working on? Sure. So I'll go back a little bit, give you a little bit of history of the organization. So we were started back in 1980 
as the Bermuda Small Business Development Corporation. And okay. the primary objective was to support small businesses on the island. Since that time, and it was, a, we're, we're a Quango, so we have a, a quasi-governmental structure. So the private entities like our banks and the government got together and created our organization. Okay. Um, so we, we've evolved a little bit. So in addition to supporting micro sort of vendors and, and small businesses, we now also support medium-sized businesses. And we have a definition of that. So 5 million and under is a medium size and a million and under would be um, a small business by our definition. And really, like One I mentioned- point, sorry, yeah. sorry to, to, to interject, no but just in, just in case or uh, listeners don't know that the Bermudian currency is one-to-one -one with the U.S., right? Yes, we are so, pegged with the U.S. dollar. Okay. Um, so it is one-to-one. -one, right. And um, so, so from, from, from our standpoint, our definition of a small business encompasses a lot of like sole proprietors, a lot of those people in the creative space yeah. would all become stakeholders for us. Mm -hmm. um, and so our primary objective is to support them, like I said, with advice and guidance. We have educational um, opportunities. So we do multi-week courses, which are usually eight weeks around what is required to start a business, around validating your business idea, uh, financial planning and understanding statements and utilizing QuickBooks to manage your business properly. And then we do also do ad hoc seminars and workshops. And we partner with you, as a matter of fact, to <laughs> deliver a couple of those. Yeah. And it's been great because we've had to transition transition from doing in-person to doing online and oh. what that has given us the ability to do is to broaden our our kind of market and who we get to to partner with so mm -hmm. income you uh, and your organization <laughs> um and we have done that with quite a few so any type of topic that we think is relevant or that will be relevant to our stakeholders we do reach out and partner with external agencies in addition to um, setting up our own seminars and workshops, etc. Oh, that's excellent. That's good. So, one of the other things that we have done as a result of how we've changed over the years is we've tried to figure out how to provide more um, handheld, I guess, uh, services. So, we created an incubator program. Oh, so good. this incubator would and could appear appeal to creatives because it really does take you you're with us for 12 months and it takes you from let's say an idea through the entire process of setting up your business mm -hmm. and in that program you get access to our educational opportunities mentors um and all of that and so we're right in the middle of the program now we only have space for eight people right now but yeah. we do have eight people in the pro program i'm gonna say uh yeah, most of them are would be creative, I think, if 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 we go based on, on what we're defining them as. So people mm -hmm. make stuff. We have someone who's right, a that's, chef. That's a part of it. It is. Yeah, yeah. We have a chef. We have um, someone providing kind of athletic services. We have someone who is doing um, yard kind of edible landscapes, if you will. Um, so it's a it's a nice mixed bag, but I think for for us that would be our contribution to supporting those in the creative industry mm -hmm. by just giving them that extra support and guidance that them, they might need to get their business from idea to reality. 
And that's good too. It's really great for startups, especially, mm-hmm. and 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 having those resources because those are actually needed resources to move along. You know, the education, a little bit of knowledge uh, sharing, and networking. That's so important. And so you're you're actually um, you know making a significant contribution to a void, to filling a void out there. Because a lot of times entrepreneurs lack that resources, that necessary capital injection, not only in the form of money per se, but actual, you know, the, the whole infrastructural work. So that's that's amazing. And yeah. ha- what's what's the reception been like? So this is our fourth cohort, and ah. I think I mean. So we try our best to let our stakeholders guide what we do, right? So we're listening and we were getting feedback from them saying, yeah, we attended your seminar. That was great. The eight week workshop was awesome, but I need more help. And so (laughs) we're like, okay, well, more help in what way? And so through the research, asking, surveying, and um, trying to figure out how we can best support is how we arrived at, okay, well, let's create this incubator program, which does allow uh, a person entrepreneur to be with us for a period of 12 months. So we give them space in our office, right? Mm -hmm. So that's an overhead expense, which for some is just not Mm -hmm. um, conducive to to starting up. And then, like I said, it's that education and having access to a person where you can just ask, like, am I doing this right? What do you think about this? Um, and, uh, you know, oftentimes we hear, hear people say entrepreneurship in itself, is it can be lonely, right? You're, mm-hmm. you're out there doing what you have to do to yeah. make your idea reality. Um, and sometimes people don't get it. They're like, well, why don't you just go get a job working with somebody else where you don't have to worry about that, right? And the, the income is guaranteed. Um, but most entrepreneurs aren't interested in that. They want to be able to control their own destiny. Um, and most of them have that type of creative and artistic mindset, right? Mm-hmm. They need to, to, to be able to create and be free to do what they want to do, but they also got to eat. Right. And so that's where we come in <laughs> to try and, and help them hone in on those pieces of their fabulous and creative idea that can actually help them to sustain themselves financially. Ah, okay, that's interesting. And so I have another question for you that I just thought of, but it's related to what you just said, Jamila. Okay. So are there mentors involved? I'm thinking of, say, the first or the second cohort, if they're still contributing right, to the development of the fourth so what for, for them and that's that's a good opportunity for us so we haven't yet co-opted them um one of the exit surveys or exit questions we asked them in the exit survey is would they be willing to be mentor and overwhelmingly they have all said yes um we haven't quite taken them up on that offer yet yes uh, but we do have built in the program mentors. So these are our our partners that we work with. These are seasoned entrepreneurs who have been there and done that and are willing to share their experiences with the newest cohort. And so I think now it's time for us to start reeling in and roping in the graduates of our previous cohort. And they do, they come back. We um, get them when we're talking about it or when we're doing the presentations or the seminars, like I mentioned to you, we do reach out to them and ask them to share their experiences um, with others so they can know what this experience is, you know, can be like and how we can support uh, the development of their individual businesses. 
very good points. I have a question for you. Yes. <laughs> so another question. Can you tell the, the listeners about the global entrepreneur? Is it the entrepreneurial week or week? entrepreneurism sure. week? Right. Because I, I believe that's your initiative, right? So it is in Bermuda. So okay. this is actually a global initiative. There are only over 170 countries that participate in it annually. It was started back in, I want to say, 2008. Um, and it was started by the Kaufman Foundation and the oh, Make Your okay. Mark Foundation, right? Uh, mm -hmm. And so they did it nationally. So they just did it for Kansas, where they were. And then the feedback, I guess, was such that they were like, you know what, we can make this whole thing a global movement. And so year over year, they have been doing just that. And so we came on early on. Um, I worked with this gentleman by the name of Joe Mahoney of the Youth Entrepreneurship Initiative. Mm -hmm. And he had inroads with the Kaufman Foundation and came to Bermuda. He has his program that he runs here. And um, since that time, we've been working together to create opportunities in Bermuda uh, for entrepreneurs. And so it does give us an opportunity to do a lot more fun things during that week, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not just your regular sitting class for eight weeks and listen to me talk, mm -hmm. but it involves us creating competitions. So we, we've had the rocket pitch competition and that, that competition alone has been responsible for helping, I would say over 40 something businesses start since we started back um, in the day, so but it's fun, right? So oh, you get to pitch your idea for startup capital, basically. Mm -hmm. um, in addition, we've done Women in Entrepreneurship Day conferences. Oh, that's important. It, it's extremely important, and it's grown year over year. It's amazing how many uh, women-led organizations are in Bermuda. Uh, a lot of female entrepreneurs. It is. It looks different in Bermuda than it does, I would say in the United States in terms of the number of women that actually own their own businesses and operate it. You see it a lot more. Commendable. Great. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, in addition for Global Entrepreneurship Week, we always try to incorporate some sort of fun networking event mm -hmm. to celebrate those people who are willing to take the risk to even start a business, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's commendable. We know that small business and entrepreneurship in general is sort of the lifeblood of any economy, yes, right? And it so is. We, look, we look to those businesses to create jobs for others. So Correct. Um, it's a time where we get a chance to celebrate them. We do our small business awards where we uh, recognize those businesses who have given back to the community, who are making the mark, who took the risk to start up. Like businesses have started during a pandemic. Go figure, right? Yes. Um, but it's actually a, a, a great opportunity for us to acknowledge, celebrate, inspire, and, and mentor those who are interested in starting their business and it usually happens in november every okay. year mm -hmm. this year i think it's november 12th through the 18th okay um but it's it's really exciting we're in the midst of planning now <laughs> so i'm sure we are joining like i said over 170 different countries as they are working towards planning their global entrepreneurship events uh for the upcoming year okay that's great and Another, you know, that's such a good point that leads to my second, my, my other question. Uh, do you see, you know, there is a policy question, but then there's also a cultural segment of it. And yeah. I thought of this 
when you spoke about the event coming up in in November. Yeah. Do, do you see a, a relationship between that event and promoting Bermudian culture? For sure. Or branding Bermuda? Oh, of course. So, um, and I think I, I will say kudos to the, the global committee of GW because it definitely gave us an opportunity to showcase the island and what we have to, to, to offer on an international stage, mm -hmm. right? It does. Following the, um, the week, there's usually an annual host conference. So it's called the Global Entrepreneurship Congress that takes place usually in March the following year. Mm -hmm. And so all of the different representatives or from all over the world get together and you know we talk about policy we talk about how to support entrepreneurship entrepreneurs come in their own right and certainly bermuda with our 21 square miles you know um get to participate amongst you know these larger um nations yes, yes. and say yeah we are here and we are working hard and we're trying to be innovative and we're supporting our entrepreneurs just like you even though it may be on a smaller scale, mm. but small entrepreneurs can do big things. The and impact so, <laughs> is there and it's noticeable too. Yeah, you know, yeah. so I think um, it does give us a platform to kind of shout to the world that, you know, Bermuda is a player. We are um, building out every day our entrepreneurial ecosystem and we definitely uh, encourage and support the development of entrepreneurship. Uh, including in the creative sector which is great and then it, it yes. does so much for Bermudian culture as well and highlight it is I mean we have. we have our gum base you know what I mean that's part of our heritage I was I had the opportunity to sit on a conference um organized by our um our youth and culture ministry that great. focused specifically on that and can you talk a little bit about that yeah I can so I was asked to, to speak on entrepreneurship and how we can support, you know, um, people in the creative space. And it really was an opportunity to talk about the national plan that has been put together to develop um, and to recognize and acknowledge the culture as it relates to how um, creatives are, are uh, supported in Bermuda. And so it was very nice to be asked to participate. But like I'm saying to you, um, and what I share with them is that we consider people in that in those spaces as entrepreneurs. So the support yes. and guidance that we give mm -hmm. is pretty um, consistent across the board. You know what I mean? There's some basic things, basic tenants yeah. that should should guide your entrepreneurial journey, right? Like coming up with the idea testing to see if that's something that someone will be willing to pay you for is it feasible and then what kind of what kind of support do you need to be able to actually get it from idea to to reality so um it was great you know you i got to hear from creatives and talk they talked about what their challenges were because some of the um what what they call them starving artists right yes 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 <laughs> for a reason because you know, it's not always clear the path to get to financial kind of stability, mm -hmm. right? When you're an artist, right? Yes. As a parent, right? I have a 17 year old who's decided he wants to wants to be a journalist. Much to my husband's chagrin, like he's really stressed out <laughs> about this whole idea. And I'm like, I'm like, honey, if this is what his passion was, 
um, then we have to figure out a way to help support him and help him to identify a way that yeah. he can be financially stable doing right. this thing that he is passionate about, right? Mm-hmm. It's a way to do it. Mm-hmm. And we just have to give it some thoughts. So yeah. I, I, I understand dealing with other entrepreneurs in the creative space that it's a huge challenge sometimes. Yes, you know, it is. The two don't always match. No. You're like, I just want to create. I don't want to think about how I'm going to pay these bills. Just give me my art and let me do my art and leave yeah. me. But it doesn't. Yeah, it, it doesn't work that way. You, you got to find a way to monetize it. And it has you to be have consistent. To. Yes, you have to. Yeah. And so these are the conversations that we have. They don't always go well, you know, because some, some artists are like, whatever. She doesn't understand my vision. And I'm like, I do. And, and, and you are your vision. But my role is to help you to see how we can allow you to realize your vision and still buy groceries yes that, that makes a difference right it that, does yeah it's, it's a difference it's a difference <laughs> oh i like that comment <laughs> jamela this has been such a really lively and interesting conversation my final question to you is from a policy perspective yeah in the in the context of policy what does re- resilience mean to you within your work so within my work i think uh resilient policy making has to be forward thinking you have to have vision right because in order for it to be resilient it has to outlast whoever's coming after you right yes. so you have to give thought to community what the ultimate objective is of the policy what you're trying to achieve and i think it should have the 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 nation's and the stakeholders best interest at heart right i would also say that to some degree it needs to be or the policy makers need to be flexible right so covid nobody knew about covid right nobody had planned for any of that um, so you, if you're implementing policy, you have to be able to to think ahead, I guess, plan for worst case scenarios so that um, in doing so, you're putting together policy that can outlast and stand the test of time as we talk about resilience. But I also think it's important to have, um, in order to do that, you need great leadership, right? So you need someone who has that vision, who can say, okay, this is what we're doing. This is why we're doing it. And this is how we're going to kind of achieve those objectives. What great points. Do you have any last comments overall? Overall, I want to say, first of all, thanks. It has been fun. It's always fun um, chatting with you. But I think for me and in my role um, at the BDC, I I would love for people when they think about entrepreneurship to think of it as opportunity, right? You are creating or realizing uh, your own opportunity and in turn, you could be creating opportunities for others, right? And I think that growing up, that was not communicated to me, right? Very much um, make sure you get a job, go to school, get your degree so you can get a good job. Yes. Um, And I I think the message now has changed, especially with the internet. We're doing this over Zoom, right? You are where you are. I'm where I am. But we're still having this conversation. um, And it does create opportunities. Whoever might be listening um, in on this conversation that we're having, I hope 
feels inspired, I hope knows that it doesn't matter that they want to pursue a career or um, in the creative industries. There is a way um, and, and people are making a way. And I think with social media, we've seen that. We have seen people turn into um, stars overnight because they have a platform. Yes. You know, you you're you're reaching the entire world now. It's not just localized to wherever you are. So seize those opportunities, take advantage of them, and then get the support when you need it. Don't think that you're alone because you're not. There's others out there that uh, that can help you and support you as you build your dream. How inspiring! Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I wish the listeners could see you. You're like brightening up the screen. Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Jamila, thank you. It's been such a great conversation. Lively, uh, informative. I'm so glad that you have uh, enlightened us on what BEDC is doing uh, in Bermuda, which is great. And hopefully I look forward to talking to you another time. Uh, yes, and- I look forward to that as well. And maybe we can meet in person one day. If not there, you know? maybe in Bermuda. Do you know? That'll be that'll be great too. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Till next care. time. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.